Yes, yes, yes. And we are live and stardom is upon us. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of I'ma Be Famous with Dwight Smith, the weekly informal, informative, comedic podcast, basically documenting my rise of stardom with a little help and guidance from, of course, you, the audience. All right. Now, I am your host, as I've already mentioned, Dwight Smith, and today is October 14th. 2019, beautiful, beautiful Monday morning. Oh, I went for a walk this morning. It was great. Got that good air in my system. Y'all know how that goes. Y'all know how that goes. Alrighty, um, we're just basically going to get on into it then. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking about me, of course, but more specifically, I'm going to be uh, doing our, my weekly update, of course, which is um, going to be including, uh, just for this week, my financial plans and the Cosmo Couture show I attended. Can't wait to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, today, I will pe- be promoting on my promoting segment a short film I was a part of uh, called Sudaji. To Sudaji. It's a foreign word. I'm not forgot the origin of it but i'm gonna get a little bit more into that in a second and of course my main man jeff p who um just dropped his new album sideways can't definitely cannot wait to talk to you about that one and the resource i will be sharing today is lit which stands for laugh index theater it's a comedy oh didn't even finish right now when i it's a comedy uh group uh theater that um is located in adams morgan dc um, I was a part of them for a year season of the, actually the 2018-2019 season. So I just finished my season, my year-long season with them a little while ago. I'll be sure to get that information to you towards the end of the podcast today. So, um, you know, I'm going to try to m- not make it so long. Uh, so basically, so just stick it out for your weekly dose of Mr. Smith. Let's get rolling with the topics for today, you guys. All right, so um, just going to basically start with my weekly update here. Um, first things first. So last week we started out on the negative side pretty much. And like I said last week, there's only one way to go from there, people, and that's up, folks. That's the positiveness you need to kind of try to strive for in your life. Of course, everything cannot be rainbows and ponies and Gilly glops, whatever that one means. But you have to have some sort of not only motivation. It's it's a big combination of multiple things. You have to have motivation, um, determination, uh, not just things that end with nation. But you know that you know my point. But also positiveness is one of the bigger things. Um, thankfully for me, I it, it comes easily to me. Um, the positiveness anyway, the determination part. Of course, I have to work out like everybody else. And also the motivation is always there, but sometimes you're not, you're still not even that motivated. So positiveness really is the thing that makes me get up at 630 in the morning to finish the script for the podcast or, and go to the gym and take a beautiful, have enough time to take a walk and wash my body, you know, basically just explain my whole morning there. But besides that, but basically in order to start that, I literally, uh, for the first time in my whole life, uh, when I talk about my financial plans, which is pretty sad, I sat down and I went through all my monthly expenses, my future expenses, and my income, and I put together a grand slam of a financial plan for myself. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but whatever. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. <laughs> this is definitely um, something I should have learned about doing at an earlier age. I'm 24, like I've mentioned before. This is a, definitely something parents, if for some reason you're a parent and you can listen, you hear this, please. Please talk to your children about financial financial plans and just financial decisions in general about credit because they 
don't teach that in school. And if they do, it's usually not enough. The most I've ever got in my high school in D.C. was uh, college planning. But then, like, they only... They only, we only ever talked about getting scholarships and like getting into college. They never talked about life in college, life after college, nothing financially. <clears throat> Business math became a, um, a class towards the end of my high school years. And I didn't even end up taking it because, you know, I was trying to get that money. You know how that goes out. <clears throat> I got an internship somewhere. So I wasn't I only took about two, three classes my final year of school. Not to say I was a straight A student. My GPA is, oh my. <laughs> but hey, that's why I'm an actor. Anywho, um, like I already said, this is definitely something I should have learned at an earlier age. Um, along with five-year plans as well, of course, that's something else you should be teaching or you should be learning at a younger age, which I may be getting to this week, actually. I may, next next po- next week's podcast, I may come to you with what I did with a five-year plan because hopefully that's what I'm gonna do this week I know this week I'm getting this few things but hopefully I'm gonna try to fit that in those busy week schedule all right so but basically when it comes to a financial plan I I personally focus mostly on the future aspects of it but of course I had to acknowledge the past to learn from my failures um from years ago and even more recently you know like I said last week with the car um, and also uh, the budget plan for the future, the part that I'm truly excited about, considering all the money I'm going to be saving, you know, try to get up there, make these big moves out of Maryland soon, um, is basically is the session to truly focus on. That's the budget plan is the part to truly focus on, because that's basically the whole financial plan. That's, that's basically the point of it all, what you're saving, what you're spending, what you're saving towards, you know, that along with the past failures. The monthly expenses and income I have uh, will lead to nothing but greatness in my life, folks. And I will be sure to update you on how that is going from the time from time to time here on the podcast. Um, you know, whether directly, whether I'm directly acknowledging the, the uh, budget plan, the financial plan, or if I'm just, you know, um, indirectly saying it like, oh, maybe I got something new or I'm finally moving. Believe me, at the point I'm at right now in my life, I can do nothing but work. So if I'm saying anything like, oh, I'm getting something new or I'm moving, that's basically me indirectly talking about the accomplishments of my um, my financial plan. Or if I say I have to move back to my parents' house one day, that'll be fun. That's basically me letting you know that maybe it didn't go so well. <laughs> hold on. Mm, Jesus. Ah, hold on one second. Sorry, folks. Gotta get water. I have to get water. Oh, oh, that life juice will save you. Oh, I should, I don't know why I didn't just put it right beside me. <clears throat> Always need to keep the water right beside me. I had to get up and go get it. Jesus, that life water will save you people. Ah, life juice. I can't get enough. Ah, oh, does this podcast just turned into that um, SAMR thing? <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, before we get to the next uh, weekly update, just wanted to do a quick update, dude, because I'm this is something I'm excited about when it comes to the podcast. Only on the second episode, and I am so excited to announce, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone who listens to my podcast, that the podcast, this podcast, I'm gonna be famous with me, Dwight Smith, is now available on six different platforms, people. Yes, indeedy. I'm gonna be famous with Dwight Smith is now available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast. 
Radio Public, and Google Podcast people. So please, oh please, if you have any friends, please encourage them to listen to the podcast as much as they want and become a, and become a part of the ever-growing I'm Gonna Be Famous community, people. Remember that this show is 50% dependent on me, 50% dependent on audience participation, and 100% about me. I cannot make that clear enough. But also just um, basically a quick thanks to everyone for the support so far on episode one alone, man. I mean, like, which is just way more than I anticipated. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, oh, my God, there's so many views. It's not that. It's, but it's way more than I anticipated. And that alone just makes me super, super happy, you guys. I cannot stress that out enough. So thank you once again. For everybody, for your support, please keep sending support. Uh, start sending me the emails. Uh, you know, follow me on the Instagram. All that stuff that I will get to in a little bit. Always in the description below or whatever it is on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. All right, now I'm going to go ahead and shift gears and talk about Thursday night and all of its beauty, my people. All of its beauty. So if you follow me on any of the social medias, which I recommend you do at I, the letters I be famous, the letters W D E S on Twitter or Instagram, uh, you will most likely have seen that I went to the Cosmo Couture fundraising event uh, on Thursday night and witnessed really some truly breathtaking outfit designs, people. Like, if you are unfamiliar with Cosmo Couture, uh, just really quick, it's a brand of, of events held by the Mid-Atlantic chapter of the International Interior Design Association, <laughs> the uh, IIDA, basically, for short. Um, each year slash event, they choose a different theme, and this uh, event's theme was memory. Ooh, it was a very, very thought-provoking one. Uh, the tagline was, imagine one moment... A single slice of the past. This is very, um, it's very nice. So I'm um, just talking about the event a little bit. It was uh, just pretty nice. I got there a little too early um, at these events. Uh, oh, first of all, well, uh, shout out to Brianna, who invited me, obviously. Um, Brianna invited me. It was my friend from high school. She, so my friend Brianna invited me to the Cosmic Couture event. Um, I've only ever been myself to about three fashion shows. Um Two of them held by an actual, you know, professional uh, fashion organization, I want to say. And um, <clears throat> the first one was some stuff in high school they did. It was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was still held by somebody outside. But the models were all high school, all of my high school classmates. But whatever. So I've only ever been to about three ones. Um, it's very, you know, you guys... You've seen movies. You you know exactly how it was. It was pristine. Everybody was everybody who just attended looked like they were trying to be in a fashion show as as well dressed as everybody was. Um, <clears throat> very pristine. You know, sponsors were there. Everything like that. Catering. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. I enjoyed myself. Um, the different outfits. The uh, when it comes to the outfits, I've always for fashion. It's always been a little. Uh, difficult for me to understand because I was like come on people let's not let's let's be real here you made an outfit and you gave it a name you made an outfit that you thought would look wonderful and then you gave it a name that um what's his face here would you gave it a name shoot probably should have wrote this part down but yeah you get you gave it a name that matched the theme there we go which which may which may not be true for everyone, but I can only assume it's you know true for a few of them. But of course, I know artists, and you know they always put their heart and soul into all their work. So of course, I'm not trying to downplay anybody. Of course, that's not the goal. Um, <clears throat> but yes, either way, 
that doesn't change the fact that those were some truly breathtaking. Um, all of them really were breathtaking in their own way. <clears throat> I actually have one of their booklets here with me now. Um, the only reason I'm scrolling through it is because I want to find the name of my favorite one. But while I do that, I can just tell you if you go, um, I wasn't able to take, you know, too many pictures and stuff because I'm one of those people who feel like it's respectful to let the the organization um, do all of that stuff. Don't get me wrong, I still took pictures of the venue and I took a video of like, you know, at the end when everybody's done walking through, um, you know, everybody walks through one last time on the runway. I took a video of that, so I got a few of the outfits. But really my video, um, my phone was, the lighting on my phone was so horrid. You only got to see a couple of them. But um, the event was very well planned. No hiccups in the event at all. Just a few drunk folks. Um, but you guys know how that is at any event where the alcohol beverages are being served. There are going to be a few people. I remember in particular this one woman. Like it was, it was so, it was just so damning. But like this one woman who I was told that earlier, um, earlier in the day. Well, not even earlier in the day, not too, not too, why can I still not find this outfit? It was a good amount of outfits, people, by the way. Oh, I think this is it. Yes, it is. I'll get to this in a second. But um, earlier in the day, there was one woman, a very beautiful woman. She was wearing a red dress. She looked very wonderful. Um, I can only imagine her being, mm, uh, you know, uh, people, of course, men would, would try to speak to this woman. That's only uh, sorry about that I had to do something else that i forgot to do before recording oh, jesus i just need to make better setup plans but basically she was an attractive young lady and i can't picture her having a hard time getting a guy but for some reason i was told earlier that evening she was um she was actually trying to get a gentleman to take her home maybe it was because she was already drunk but like she, this young gentleman wasn't feeling it and he wasn't trying to take her. And the next thing I know, um, when I seen her personally, I seen her walking past and like she was so drunk. They should really have a limit for these type of events. But she was so drunk. She had her shoes in her hand, which is not uncommon for women who have heels on during an event like this. Like, you know, women, you know, those heels, ugh, pain is beauty. A mm, couple snaps for you women. I feel for you. <laughs> Because, like, pain is beauty, and I know it is horrific to walk in heels all day. So that's not what it what was uncommon is that she was so drunk that the glass she had in her hand, like, she was holding regularly, but, like, her hand was loosening, loosening the, her, her grip was loosening. There we go. And I seen it slowly falling out of her hand, and it fell, and it just broke on the, on the floor, and then she looked down at it and just like eh, struck, did a drunken shrug. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those before, but if you have, you know exactly like, oh, I don't care. Like she was just eh, and just walked off. So definitely that could have been planned out a little better. Seemed like, you know, just some personal close friends who also came to view probably their friends modeling. So, you know, just probably had a little bit too much. But, you know, you can't let stuff like that ruin the event for you. And, you know, you can't really come to these type of events expecting, you know, a hookup if that was the case. Like, you know, you, you just probably it's best it's better if you keep it at a modeling level. But, yeah, so besides that hiccup, everything was great. Um, so I found my favorite one. It was is it called Heville or is it by Heville? 
So the sponsor for this for this um, outfit was Interface, and the theme was Snips. They uh, oh yes, and that's right. They also for all the outfits they used um, un like uncommon. There we go, uncommon materials for all the outfits. Um, so like um, the materials used for this one was what is this? Carpet fiber, carpet backing, carpet underlay, um, under underlayment, and then recycled back um, backing pellets. Which I found very, very unique. Um, and it was called Hevel. The outfit itself was riveting. But what I enjoyed even more was the model. The model who did it. Um, first of all, I'm going to go ahead and shatter your expectations right now. It was a male model. I'm not talking about a female model. Um, I watch, you know, a good amount of uh, runway shows like um, RuPaul's Drag Race and... Also, I used to watch, um, what is it, Tyra Banks' old modeling show, Top Next Top Model. I used to run, uh, watch all of those a lot. So I, I've seen the runway, um, the runway and how people, how models are postured and everything like that. I, of course, I haven't studied it, but I've just seen it. And the thing about the guy who was modeling the Hevel um, outfit really, really struck me. And really, I really enjoyed it because his strut. He didn't walk like a normal, like I presume... A normal model struts like everybody else at the model show was walking pretty much he had a strut about him and it was like i think two or three other guys in the modeling show other than him and like you know they, even they did um struts down struts down the uh walkway that i've seen before at least common or uh look familiar to me but th this guy he was walking like he was like i don't know i'm it's hard to explain it but <clears throat> So he had like a hunch going while he was walking. He had his knees bent. Now, of course, not all deep, but like a little bent. And he had and he threw his arms out, not threw them out in front of him, but he dipped them out in front of him. Something it may be a common strut walk. I'm not sure, but I've never seen it before. It was very unique to me. I really enjoyed it. And the outfit looked fantastical on him. And I guess his hair. I also enjoyed his hair a lot as well, which also kind of did it for me. And that was just the underlying just like really cool experience for me i'm like i've said this is my third um fashion show i've been to in person that i've seen up close it was very enjoyable definitely hats off to cosmo couture for that i hope to be invited to future shows um sort of that because like you got to remember folks i do all all forms of, in, of performing arts and entertainment industry I'm very much into most of it. I do art galleries and all that. Well, not do it, excuse me, but I attend art galleries. I attend fashion shows, not just, you know, the common things people go with entertainment, which is TV and everything on TV or, you know, the Internet with like, musical musical performances. I'm not, You know, it's pretty much any performing arts. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I don't I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's not my thing. And I may not even understand it. That, to be honest with you, but I still like going and encouraging it and also um, supporting it any way possible, basically. But most of the time supporting is just is like is just is just going out and being there and seeing it and sharing it with the world when you can. Like that's it's as simple as that. Sometimes you don't always have to donate money or buy a painting or something like that. It doesn't always come down to money. That's the. <clears throat> that of course <clears throat> is needed for the artist or whoever to keep doing what they love and what they want to be like me 
it's needed. Like, if I could make money on this podcast eventually one day from having a bunch of freaking listeners, that'd be great. But the main point is, like, to get myself out there and also keep myself active, basically. So, yeah, it's definitely always support the performing arts people and in the entertainment industry. Always. Forever. So please always share your friends posts when they say they got something new coming out or if they say they want to do something, support them in any way you can. That's definitely always what I want to do, which is part of the reason I have this next segment, which is a good transition. Thank you, Dwight, for that. (laughs) Um, Moving to the promotion segment, people. Moving on to the promotion segment. So, so my promoting segment is usually I do myself. I do a promotion for myself, and then I do a promotion for someone else. I may some. I've decided uh, this past week that some weeks I'm just going to promote two other people and leave myself out of it. And you know, some weeks I'll just do my regular thing, which I'm gonna do this week. I'm gonna do myself, and then I'm gonna do another person, which I'll do this week. And, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll let you know. So this whole segment period is just a promotion segment. So sometimes I promote myself and another, or sometimes I'll just promote two others, but I'll always try to have at least two people to promote. And any any extras I usually save for the coming weeks because, you know, I, I plan on doing this for a while. So, but first of all, um, um, let's move on to Sudati. So for this episode, I just wanted to start promoting the part of my career that I want to actually take off in first, because um, like I already told you guys, I'm, I have my hand in um, voice acting, acting, and um, what music, music making. I'm not so good at the music making. I'm great at lyrics, but the music making itself, if you've heard any of my songs so far, you would know, oh, they're kind of lo-fi, like low production, which is understandable. I'm just doing it from my mic and my computer. But acting is the one I want to take off first in and then have everything else follow basically from my success on acting because like you know I don't have many credits to my name as of yet sorry about that I hit my table (laughs) but of course I am working on that folks and that's part of the reason I need you all just as much as y'all need me (laughs) but just kidding though I definitely need you more Mm. more that life juice excuse me but really, though, acting is a real passion in my life, and I tend to lean more towards comedic acting, uh, which leads me to the self-promotion segment of the show. Today, um, I'm just going to be promoting a short web series I was um, a part of back in, I believe it was either February or March. I'm pretty sure it was February. Um, I had a small comedic part in a web series called Sudaji. That's S-A-U-D-A-D-E, Sudaji. Ah, Jesus, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's a foreign word, like I already mentioned to you. And, like, you know, I just forget. I forgot. I even forgot what it means. But um, back to Sudaji. It's only three episodes long, about five to ten minutes each episode. So it's, you know, a very quick look up on YouTube. And, you know, it's easy. I'm going to have the episode link of my episode. I was in episode two. And I'll have that link in the description um, of which, whichever one you're listening to. I'll, I'll just say description below. Um, if you want to check it out, I myself was only in episode two, like I already mentioned, playing the roommate of the main character, Nelson. So Nelson was a pretty fun character to play. He was one of my first uh, supporting roles to play. And like, to be honest with you, this is the type of character I look towards playing. Not anybody really being a main character, 
I'm more of a supporting comedic role guy. And I I play it excellent, excellently, may I say so myself. If I do say so myself. I play it to perfection whenever I can. And of course, I have uh, my director's my director's input. Um, in this case, it was Braden. Uh, it was a short uh, web series. It was for a college class. Um, so Braden, uh, shout out to director Braden, who um, directed us, who directed me perfectly. I, I definitely had some some uh, slip ups for the first, for literally the first few times I was first on camera. I had a good amount of slip ups, and thanks to his patience and his um, soon to be great directing skills he he definitely got me on the right track and always got me to where I enjoyed being and where he wanted me to be for the shot, basically. But Nelson was just like, you know, a nerdy roommate who was an overconfident, if I should say, uh, if I do say so myself, an overconfident, nerdy um, uh, roommate, it seemed like, who definitely was just into that nerd stuff and like just repulsed, just like woman repellent everything he is is woman repellent from what it seemed like it was a very short interaction at the beginning and the end of the episode so uh be sure if you check out episode two if you're looking for me you're going to check out the whole episode i'm at the very beginning and then the very end and i guarantee you you're going to get four to five huge laughs off of everything because like just when we were filming that it was just like the whole room burst into laughter pretty much every time the camera stopped rolling on Nelson's rolls and of course it's because of my my comedic acting skills that I've gotten but it's also mostly because of the good writing and just the physical aspects of what Nelson was doing in those scenes he was in but the web series um Sudaji <clears throat> if you want to check out the whole thing um <clears throat> excuse me if I'm um misquoting or miss phrasing any of this but from what from my memory it's about a a young a young maybe college student a a young college female student um i don't remember any characters names except my own to be honest with you but it was about a (laughs) as that's very that's very conceited of me but anyway it's about a young female um college student who is just going through the phases of coming out of the closet um of being homosexual and it's hard for her to come out to her mother and she's just starting to date i believe this is this she'd be dating her first um female and so it's basically just a quick three episode um mini web series about her short journey that we follow her um on um working on the set for the one day i was there was um pretty pretty fun it was really fun really to be honest with you it was fun being there everybody on set was cool um being behind the camera was even more funny because all the antics and shenanigans we got into while we were doing it was was just uh um, hilarious to be honest with you but um yeah definitely sudaji episode two is in the link below if you want to watch the whole um, it's only about 15 minutes long, all three episodes together. So if you want to just take, you know, 20 minutes out of your day to check out that whole thing, why not support the arts like I've already mentioned and go check it out. It's in the description below. You can even pause that, go watch that and then come back and finish the podcast if you want. But for now, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next one. Um, the next thing I want to move on to is something more interesting um, than than even the web series, to be honest with you. And that's promoting my man, Jeff P, the good and up and coming musical artist. 
my man. So let me just tell you a little bit about my man, Jeff P. Um, just like last week, um, he's somebody I went to high school with. He was a cool dude in high school. He, I believe, I don't remember which, I should have probably looked it up on his Instagram, but he, after high school, my man went into the military service, of course, shout out to the troops, always and forever, and my man is, if I do say so myself, musically talented. He is definitely, he definitely has the potential there. I sat down um, the other day and I listened to his new album that just released this past Tuesday, I believe he said. This last Tuesday, he just released his album Side Views. I, I went to his SoundCloud on <clears throat> I went to his SoundCloud and I listened to the whole thing. It's definitely he has a I have no better word to describe it, so I'm just gonna use his name. <laughs> he has a Drake vibe going on for the album. Um, which is surprising to me. I thought he was a rapper like me but it's more of a drake style type thing he's singing he has some great features um on there most definitely so it's not just him on the album it's definitely up a kind of an artist i believe in and like it's it's very well produced the the messages he sends what he's talking about which is just basically his his life and his um his his personal his his personal um, journey basically which is always something I really enjoy when 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 you're taking your music your music career seriously is when you're talking about your own personal journey that's something definitely to tap into I really um, I need to go back myself really and look at some of his some of his earlier work before the album because he has songs out before the album I believe in so I definitely need to go check that out all right, real quick. Um, same thing as last week. Um, with um, with my man Al the Third. Um, I sent uh, my boy Jeff some some questions, and he answered them. He he his answers a little more lengthy. He even he had to send me an email for these. Like, <laughs> but um, the questions I asked him was, uh, why did you decide to start recording music? How long have you been doing this? And what can you tell me about Side Views? Uh, what is your favorite track on Side Views? So let me go to his answers. My apologies, by the way. I should have read these before. I didn't have time to. I was too busy doing everything else in my busy life. Um, but I'm here now. So respectively, he answered. Um, doing music was something I've always wanted to do. Everything in my life that I've been a part of has been related to music or some form of performing arts. I used to be in a choir, a drum band. Uh, I played all of the instruments on the band and even played the Caribbean instrument, the steel pan. I taught myself how to play the piano though. I was even part of it. Oh, wow. Okay, so, okay. There In his album, he has a piano lute. I wonder if he played that. He might've played that himself. So I'm um, sorry, back to his answer. I was even part of a dance crew. I always knew myself to be musically inclined, but that's just the generation I grew up in, to be honest. That is very true. Um, it wasn't until early 2015 I realized that I wanted my voice to be heard, not just for fun, but to express myself with real stories about everything that's going on in my life. I started actually recording music during the end of, the, of 2016. You can really hear how I'm feeling in my music. This is no... What is it? Ulterior. There is no ulterior motive for me making music. I just really enjoy doing it. And it's the best way that I know how to communicate with people. I just want people to relate to my music and understand who I am and also what people relate to and also what people relate to. They listen to <laughs> what people relate to what they listen to. <clears throat> 
All right. He also goes on to say, side views is a bunch of my feelings about about a lot of things like my mom, my sister, but mainly about a girl that I really loved. I did everything for her, but the feelings weren't mutual. And when I found out, I kind of shut myself out from the world a little bit. I was depressed. I thought we were in we were in it for the long run. Even now, I don't think my heart fully recovered from it from it yet. But during the time, it just felt like I was watching everything unfold from the side. So I decided to put it in my music and name this album Side Views. It's no real big hidden meaning within the name. I think this is a this is as raw as it's going to get when talking about my feelings. He also goes on to say I was talking to a lot of people that tuned in the Side Views, and they said that the first track threw them off a little bit. <laughs> LOL. But their favorite song off the album was Glow, featuring uh, Zero Two AM <laughs> and Triggered remix. But my favorite track, but his favorite track on Side Views is Unstable because of because one of his favorite ins- inspirations in music is Miguel. Oh, okay, that's nice to know. So one day I was just messing around in the studio trying to do a remix to Girl with the Tattoo, but I couldn't get the chorus right. LOL again. So I decided to create my own melody with my voice and then it tuned into a completely it turned into a completely different song. It's also my favorite because I didn't use any instruments or effects on my vocals for for this one just straight singing. And of course he put at the end if you haven't already tuned into Side Views out now on all platforms people on all platforms. My man Jeff P. This is basically just um definitely definitely people go check out the new album side views um i'm gonna put the link for the soundcloud at the bottom but like my man jeff p said it's available on all 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 platforms so you're probably most likely gonna find it on itunes if you look up jeff p that's j-e-f just one f and then p jeff p so i'm definitely like i said already go check out side views it just came out this past week on tuesday i believe and is available on his soundcloud that i linked in the description as always um and look it up on itunes and spotify as well and you'll most likely find that there people all right all right all right getting getting close to the end here um i just like to check my time oh i'm running 35 minutes that's all right that's all right nothing wrong with that um i need to stop hitting this desk man hold up let me get another sip of this life life juice here Mm. oh now that's what i call the bayou chateau water right there boy (laughs) personal joke sorry i'm gonna keep those out the podcast (laughs) all right but next we're gonna go ahead and move on to the resources segment people resources segment this week um i'm going to be talking about a personal another personal resource that i personally used myself which is called lit um which stands for laugh index theater but i'm just going to be saying lit for the rest of the time so just know that's what it means laugh index theater so lit is a comedy theater group in dc that dabbles in many different forms of comedy including improv sketch comedy stand-up etc not to be limited to those though just to just to make sure you know it is not limited to those there are a few others as well i believe they also do musical sketches as well and more like that The reason I want to point that out so bad is because every other comedy group I have looked up in D.C. does one or two things, and that is it. They do either improv or stand-up or, you know, sketch comedy or a combination of two of those things or just one of those things, and that is it. That's crazy to me. I'm like, why not 
you know, put together something that does a bunch of those things. And that's what Lit has done. So I'm just taking a moment here to talk about my experience in Lit. Um, I was actually just a part of Lit for the 2018 to 2019 season, which was August to July. Well, really, it's August to August. Um, My experience in Lit was actually really great. It was my first, it was my first comedy group I was a part of. I was, um, at the time, they had different teams for each, for each, uh, you know, comedy, comedy act. They had a team for stand-ups, which were the house comics. They had a team for um, improv group, um, which for long improv and short improv, those are two different things. Long-term improv and short-term improv. They had two different teams for those. Hot and Sweaty is the um, base group of, of, is that's the base group of the whole thing, of Lit. Um, and I was a part of the sketch comedy group because I'm more of a sketch guy myself. I love Saturday Night Live, you know. I love SNL with all my heart. And I used to love Mad TV when I was a kid, too. I used to love that show. <clears throat> but I was a part of the sketch comedy group called Separate Bids. Oh, my goodness, Separate Bids. It was great. It was great being a part of it for the year I was. I wish I would have went back for another year. I feel like I am going to go back when I get everything in my life a little bit more situated and I'm able to go back and make it a part of me. And I actually want to do stand-up as well. Um, but enough about what I want to do, back to resources, people. So basically, um, the rehearsals were amazing. Um, we rehearsed for sketch comedy. Uh, they, held, they held rehearsals every week, of course, where you get together, you cram the ideas together, you go over material, you practice material, and then, of course... Depending on which um, which team you're part of is depending on how many shows you got. I was with Separate Bids of the Sketch Comedy team, so we had one show a month. From my understanding, that's not how exactly how it works anymore. I'll get to that in a second. But um, the audition process for it was really fun. If you've ever been to an improv show or if you've ever auditioned for an um, improv team, it basically goes like that. You know, it's a comedy thing. So, of course, the, the goal is not to always just be funny, but to always have fun. Because usually when you're having fun, things are just naturally hilarious, to be honest with you. When, just, when stuff happens organically, to me and to most people, especially um, comics around the world, it's just more funny that way. Um the newsletter I get from them, I make sure I'm signed up on the newsletter. Um, people, you know, a lot of people don't like newsletters. I don't know why. It's very informative. It, like, keeps me up to date on everything that's been going on and what will be going on so I can add it to my calendar. Like, I'm signed up to all, all, all sorts of, um, especially when you were, if you're an alumni, uh, alumnus, I believe is the per- correct um, pronunciation, actually, for that. If you're an alumnus or if... It's a pro if it's an organization you're a part of, but you're not like a board member or anything, so you're not always in on the loop. Like being, being, I'm um, having a newsletter is the best way to always keep up to date with what's going on, what's happening. If you have any questions, you know what to ask. Like, except for some general things like, hey, what's going on? What's next? Newsletters are always the best way to do that. So I'm always sound up to newsletters. Um, the shows, the shows were. My goodness, the shows were fantastic. I loved the shows. It was, I got to perform month regularly on a monthly basis in front of you know crowd in, in front of a crowd, which was always incredible and fun for me. Definitely did nothing but heighten 
heightened my motivation and determination and passion for comedy really like hearing the audience laugh when i when you go out and you just do a character that you and your team worked on like if like some especially like characters were like somebody wrote a character that they knew you specifically would knock out of the park or just like a character that you've been determined to work on and make funny no matter what and even and even when you thought yourself like i don't see how this is going to be funny because it's not you know your brand of humor i've had those those moments myself where my um sketchmates wrote a sketch and it got you know we went through it and it got pushed through and me personally it wasn't my cup it's my cup of comedy <laughs> not my cup of tea but it wasn't my cup of comedy but by the time we got to the show and of course no even if i did think that um, I'm no, I'm not even going to do that. I'm not even going to call them out like that. But I'm no negative Nancy, okay? And that's not a shot at the director, Nancy, by the way. That's just the natural saying. But I'm no negative Nancy. I'm no negative Nick. There we go. <clears throat> I don't. If I didn't think it would be funny, I still put my all into it. Because I wouldn't want them to do that for any of my sketches. The few I wrote. <laughs> <clears throat> Hold up. Time for another sip of that good old life water. Mm. Mm, it quenches me anywho <clears throat> but yes um, definitely going through all of that was a lot more than what I expected I expected a little less and I got a lot more so that's always way better so basically what you should expect if you're a comedic talent especially if you're starting out I think lit is perfect for if you're just starting out like I was and you don't know the ropes as much because right off the bat, when you're auditioning at your audition, they they tell you um, the director, by the way, the creator, one of the I believe she was she's a co-founder, um, but definitely one of the founders of Lit, um, Nancy. Ah, cannot remember her last name. Nancy. I, I'm just going to say Nancy because I do not even want to butcher her last name. <clears throat> you can go to litcomedy.com and figure out what the name is, actually. But shout out to Nancy, um, definitely a great director and just a great person overall. <clears throat> Works hard every week to make sure every show gets done properly. She's, wow, she's a she's really a heaven sent. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life, <clears throat> and definitely one of one of the most talented I've ever met in my life. And I'm happy that she put a platform together where multiple different comedic um, comedic personalities could come together onto different teams and perform for people on different nights but um like i was saying even at the auditions they tell you straight up nancy and the other directors um to tell you straight up this in if you want to do lit it's for people who um <clears throat> want to hone their craft it's for people who are not necessarily starting out but people who want to perform in front of a crowd people who want to um get something who want to use who need a comedic outlet for themselves, not just watching a comedic outlet, but also just need one. Like um, like with me with my music. I love listening to music. Everybody loves listening to music and loves music in general. But I, it got to a point where it developed into a need to also create my own music. It's, it's just the same thing. <clears throat> so basically, so I would definitely recommend it 
for people who are looking to not necessarily get your foot in the door. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't <clears throat> it's it's it wasn't something I ever thought was going to get me launched into stardom. It wasn't anything that I thought like, oh, somebody's going to, even though you never know who's going to be where, to be honest with you, let me just say that. But I never once thought to myself, oh, somebody is going to see, some, some director is going to see me at one of these performances and I'm going to get a movie deal. I never thought anything like that. I wouldn't recommend anybody does think and do anything like, think anything like that. But definitely, I always bought my A game. My, my 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 a plus game every time like you should whenever you're performing whenever you're doing whatever you do always you should always bring your a plus game most definitely but um in terms of that you should expect i'm just one i just would like everybody to know if you were to go through with joining lit in particular <clears throat> you will definitely still get a year-long great experience that you that you will use because I know I will use it for the rest of my life most definitely. Alrighty, so before I move on to wrap up, I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna let me head to their website here. <clears throat> so um, sadly, I, I did this too late. Auditions have already passed for because the auditions are back in July, June and July, I believe. Because you know your season starts in August. But thankfully, they still, you know, you can still um, go to their website, litcomedy.com, and you can still click on their tabs. They'll show you the different shows they're doing. Um, Right now, I'm on the school part. They have different workshops that you can enroll in. I believe some of them are free, free workshops. Oh, yeah, there we go. Free Sunday fun days, which are just a once a month free workshop. Um, in all areas of comedy, I believe each one is going to have a different, you know, because some Sunday fun days are about sketch comedy, some are about stand up, some are about improv. Um, it looks like, ooh, it looks like they also do outreach, <clears throat> which is just basically lit giving back to DC for creating more laughs for everyone. Um, they do corporate training, they do controversy. Oh, that's train and perform regularly with our controversy. That's a personal thing. Um, like I already said, they do workshops. And, of course, they do comedy classes, offering classes in improv, sketch, and stand-up. So those are definitely some. I'm actually going to be taking one of their comedy classes sometime this year. I definitely cannot wait for that to go back and see some familiar faces. And just people that I've really bonded with over this past year. I was with them. Um, one moment. I'm going. Let's go to their festival tab real quick. Because the fest, yeah, the Lit Fest, the Lit Fest Festival is on once a year. Um, like I already said, that's usually, that's the end of the year. That's the end of the year uh, last show, basically, for everybody. There's like a show or two afterwards, but those are regular shows. This is like, you know, the end-all, be-all, the, the, all of our work put together into one great show. And like, it's a week-long festival at Woolly Mammoth Theater in uh, Milton Hall. And, like, the tickets, yeah, the, the tickets are not, you know, they're still regular cost of about $25. But for next year, it might be a little higher, might be a little lower. I'm not sure. I'll be sure to get back to you around that time because I will I will definitely be keeping up with them. I love these guys. I love watching their house comics, their sketch comedy, and definitely their improv team, Hot and Sweaty. Definitely 
one of the top three best in DC. I should know. I've seen multiple ones. Definitely one of the best three in in the in the DC area, without a doubt. So um, be sure to check that out. Um, go support them, support their shows, all that great stuff. Um, basically, now we're gonna just go ahead and end it up, wrap it on up, man. I just want to give a great, famous shout out to my man Jeff P and his new um. Uh, please go support him. I wish him nothing but greatness and success on his newfound album, Side Views. And like, man, if as long as your your next few are better, even better than Side Views, I know you're going to be successful in the music game, my man. Uh, great, uh, good shout out to Nancy and everyone from uh, Lit, from Laughing Dex Theater, Braden, uh, the, who was the director on Sudaji, for picking me. And like you know, helping me and um, giving me one of my first real supporting <laughs> supporting real credits, and um, definitely to you, to you as always, always give a great famous shout out to you, the audience, for listening and helping me, your boy Dwight Smith, one step at a time, make it to stardom. Everything I have talked about today in the podcast has a link to the description, wherever it is, wherever you're listening. So please, please, oh please, be sure. To check out those amazing people and resources that I've talked about today. And remember, people, remember, if you have any resources that you use and can be used by an actor, artist, or other professional in the entertainment industry, or if you want your past, present, or future work to be promoted on my here podcast, please reach out to me with any details at my email, ibfamouswds at gmail.com. That is the letters famous. The letters WDS at gmail.com. I always respond most like usually in 18 within 18 hours. That's a weird time frame. But believe me, I have my reasons. And also be sure to come through and follow me on IG and Twitter at the same thing as my Gmail. I be famous WDS. That's the letters I be the word famous. The letters WDS. Um, just come through, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Let's chat it up, all that great stuff. I'm always about audience engagement. Thank you again, guys. Thank you for listening. And you already know, we going to get famous.